Welcome to another episode of the Autism Everyday Podcast. We are your hosts, Swati and Geeta. Welcome back. So, continuing our series on conversations we've had with parents of older kids on the spectrum. I think we spoke to Hema, um, Ganesh. Ganesh. There was Gayatri, which which is still lost. We need to redo that. And uh, we've spoken to. Um, Vidya Banerjee, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so a couple of parents here yeah, and there, yeah. and we've, of course, in the course of our work, spoken to a lot of parents. Yeah. And um, today we are summing up a conversation we had recently with a good friend, a colleague, and also a parent of uh, an adult with autism, yeah. Ranjana. Yeah. I mean, we've known her for the longest time, right? Uh, <laughs> she's been, she's been part of our team for such a long time. And when you say Ranjana, the one thing that strikes me is her energy levels. Oh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, I I know her to be somebody who walks in with more than four bags yeah. at any given point of time. And she leaves home in the morning, goes back in the evening. She's always on the go. It's always, amazing. Always, right? Long day at work, uh, at home as well. Uh, takes care of her family, does all the work before she leaves. She'll never see her complain about anything, right? Nothing at all. Yeah, lots to learn from yeah. her. All attitude to life. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that energy, like that energy. that amazing infectious energy she's yeah, got. Yeah, and as a parent of a young adult uh, with autism, she obviously has a lot of experience to share about the journey with her son Rupa. We would have loved to act to have her speak directly on the podcast, but you won't believe it. Though she's here every day, we rarely get the time to, you know, pull her out and <laughs> sit her down and have, even if it's a 20-minute conversation. So, uh, on an odd chance, we found her free one day, but we were not in a space to record. And so, all we could do was have a conversation. Uh, with her, right? Yep, and then we, we put down notes and here yeah, it is for yeah, you. here it is. So, Ranjana, this is like your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Except in our voice. Yeah. <laughs> so, one of the first questions that we asked her was, um, what, ha- what had the journey been so far with her son, Rupak? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she went on to tell us that uh, she got a diagnosis for Rupak when he was about two and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, he developed some words, which was interesting to me because I have known him mm-hmm. to be a non-verbal... Completely. Completely non-verbal, yeah, yeah. Silent, silent adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then apparently he did develop words and then lost the words uh, around age two. Mm-hmm. And uh, what she recalls very, very distinctly, Ranjana was speaking about how she did not die, you know, react yeah. when the doctor said autism. Uh, she said something like she wanted to know how long it will take for it to be <laughs> cured because to her it was like getting a fever or a cold or yeah, any other yeah. illness, right? Yeah. And this is what, yeah. two decades plus ago. Yeah. So she believed like autism was something short term and something that could be cured with doctor recommended therapies and she didn't ask any further questions at the time and neither did the doctor tell her more. <laughs> you know, she made that remark, he must have thought I'm this odd mother who did not react to anything. <laughs> right? yeah. But she honestly believed that maybe 
सिक्स मंथ्स टू वन ईयर सम काइंड ऑफ ट्रीटमेंट और थेरेपीज शी वॉज प्रेडी वेग अबाउट इट शी सर एट दैट पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम इज ऑल दैट वुड बी नीडेड एंड देन लाइफ वुड गो ऑन बिकम वॉट इट वॉज मंथ्स बिफोर एंड शी एट दैट टाइम यू नो शी she didn't know but it was only after time passed that she realized that it wasn't going to be easy and or really that short term. is exactly it's not going just going to be like tops a year no and there were many times before the age of 5 before her son turned 5 that she and her husband discussed that intervention seems pointless why even do it yeah and apparently her you know she recalls her husband saying well he's you know rupak's not picking up any vocals there are no significant outcomes mm. let's just keep him at home mm. because again this was years ago right and mm. rajana recalls actually running from place to place mm. driving the child when there was no um there were there weren't a whole lot of cars she, she was yeah. telling us about how she got her driver's license but she wasn't confident yeah yeah and so she used to go by scooter she used to go by scooter i remember her coming by scooter to work is right right bringing rupak for therapies for a long time back. and and she was nervous because he had to sit behind <laughs> and she's yeah. very nervous about that yeah oh yeah i recall that and uh, somebody told her why didn't you you know tie it, tie the child to you with the dupatta so you can ensure he's sitting behind he stays you. <laughs> yeah wonderful yeah so yeah looking back she said that she realizes that it was probably all unrealistic and they really didn't know as a family what to expect out of intervention and what is even measured as a positive outcome yeah. i think the thing to keep in mind here is they they thought it was something that would go away or mm. something that would go away with some intervention mm. in a short period and when that did not happen mm. uh, or probably because they had that vision of a short period they really didn't know what to expect as outcomes and hence i'm thinking um, you know that feeling of disappointment or the feeling of what is the point nothing is happening anyway right right that it happened because they just didn't know what autism was yeah and uh, you know it was only much later that shranjana personally started getting more involved in therapies now this this coincides with her coming to weekend right yeah so i think you should really tell <laughs> tell the story cuz you've lived it <laughs> yeah i mean initially she would just drop him um and and wait outside because i think she lived a little far away and mm. uh, she didn't see any point in going back home mm. so she'd run some errands or you know chat with some of the mothers or caregivers who'd be waiting outside probably go shopping if she needed to buy stuff and and uh, then she f- figured that i'm just waiting here i may as well step in and see how i can be of help right so that's when she started making an attempt to understand more learn more and wanted to do more uh, with rupak and i remember her saying that she had another child mm-hmm. there was this known as sibling and she was conscious of the fact that she needed to divide her attention between the two siblings so that's a challenge uh, many young mothers face right yes yes uh, it was not easy many times she says and she recalls how full her days were with all the different responsibilities But I must add here that she never compromises. Never. I mean, I absolutely <laughs> love the fact that if it's a festival day, she will bring that shrikhand and keep it on the table, or, or the lovely poli. Then oh gosh, and and like her lunch box, so the food that comes yeah, is yeah. so nice, yeah. you know. No, and the capacity to 
come to work having made you know x amount of food i mean there are so many of us at work but she manages to feed us all on those yeah. special days yeah. the effort that goes into it i i think i'm very lazy <laughs> i think i am incapable <laughs> so yeah. yeah yeah so yeah she never compromises she cooks great meals makes extra food right for occasions yeah and every festival is celebrated the way it should be in her house the way it is traditionally done so going back um to what we're talking about when she started coming here she she eventually found a space um she found that her child was settling in and was beginning to learn and she slowly started volunteering her time initially to learn more uh, then of course there was no looking back she's come a long way she went oh, yeah. on to certifying herself and continues to work with the children with autism till yeah. now and and phenomenally so like yeah. Yeah. when there is a crisis with a child or with a young adult she is your go to person yeah. when there's aggression she is your go to person so yeah, yeah phenomenally yeah. So the next question we had for Ranjana was okay what is Rupak's day look like now right he's so he's attending sessions elsewhere at a center for adults he also works he also works yeah I mean, through the <laughs> through Cambridge through yeah, the center through for the adults center, yeah. he also is interning interning i think yeah at a at a at restaurant, restaurant. Yeah. yeah he and another young man from there go some days a week to prep to a restaurant to help with meal prep and i believe they they clean or uh, mountains of vegetables as far as i know <laughs> <laughs> right and he he is can be amazingly persistent at, at some of these things that he enjoys doing so while rupak still has no vocals he is learning to use a device to communicate his needs um Yeah the other interesting thing she mentioned was she's slowly working on him being able to be at home without her active presence. Right. She's always been his reference point, his driver, she's always been with him wherever they go and she is trying to shake that uh that rope a little bit. Cut that rope a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right? She was mentioning that uh, he has stayed alone either with his sister or sometimes with his father at various times when she's had to travel or when she's been out so and that uh, is work in progress towards independence as far as she's concerned at least from her today right. <laughs> yeah so one of the questions that we had for her is what what did she have in mind as far as the future went when mm. he was a lot younger mm. and if that has changed in any which way mm. So she went on to say that initially they felt like they were getting nowhere with therapies mm-hmm. and you know he had words up till 2 and that went away and then he got a couple of words again and then that stopped and then I remember you said he would hum songs oh, perfectly beautifully it would actually express an emotion you know if he yeah. sang it with in a particular tone or fast mm-hmm. and uh, the song is okay it has a particular pace but you hum it really fast then you knew he was kind of maybe getting a little upset <laughs> and if he hummed it the way it ought to be hummed at the same speed then you know things were okay with him <laughs> you know it just be perfect but that also stopped yeah that also stopped now he he is completely silent right and that's hard that's hard and that's something 
she does feel sometimes i wish i knew what was going on in his mind there's no way for us to figure out yeah she also said that it takes time to learn a skill for him and that's mm. something she has learned along the way mm. and you've really got to be patient with that mm. after the first couple of years of intervention she did mention that the family was seriously considering if you know they should yeah go ahead yeah, at all yeah yeah whether it was worth continuing intervention um and that i think was mainly because he needs time that's something she has recognized over a period that that progress takes time that progress takes time yeah, yeah. so as for the future what after them there was a time when they were examining moving back to their hometown uh because there's always a comfort right of being uh, among family members extended family members there is familiarity of language familiarity of culture and there's always that that need to go back to your roots sometimes but there was also the realization that awareness about autism mm. was limited uh, in their hometown and she speaks about a few experiences she had in the course of her visits to her to see extended family members and uh, where you know they could see there was a stigma associated with uh, with autism or just the fact that people didn't know enough or did not recognize it and that kind of made the family realize that maybe going back there is not such a great idea so they decided to stay back um, in chennai where they are at this point and yeah she's happy that uh rupak sibling has undertaken to be his guardian and to be there for him so the family is at peace with the future for now mm-hmm. of course while they are aware that if that decision changes for any reason then they would certainly look for other options but at the moment it seems like the sibling is going to be in charge lovely yeah, yeah. that's nice yeah i think one thing that came out is she's really happy with the way things have panned out for rupak mm. and um she does regret the fact that intervention started a lot later for him mm. uh, at least high quality stable mm. we can intervention started <laughs> a lot later yeah. uh, because they did go to other centers earlier mm. but the fact that he's independent he's flexible he can adjust to just about any environment i mean she mentioned he can sleep anywhere which yeah. i thought was brilliant like yeah, on the floor on the I mean, floor relatives house friends house he does visit his friends house yeah. so it's amazing and eat pretty much anything and for that for her and for all of us that's a great outcome of intervention yeah. i remember rupak and ranjana going to um exhibitions i mean the, you know all these where they have sales and yeah. kind of yeah. stuff where there's a lot of stalls he would just be with her i remember i mean sometime when he was 10 12 onwards wherever she went he would go and Amazing. he would just be and some of the other mothers would say oh i wish my son would be <laughs> would just be like that and yeah. tag along with me without any trouble and just find a chair to sit while mom picked up what she needed <laughs> so amazing <laughs> right yeah the other big thing i think that she's very very happy with she mentioned is the physical activities that mm. she introduced to him early on in life um i mean i remember as a group these kids and moms used to go and work with this instructor um i think they've been doing this uh, for about 12 years or more now lovely very very persistent very consistent um and i think she's been the long longest lasting uh, um, 
they've been the longest lasting mom child pair um workouts walking exercise and that she believes has really helped rupa in a big way to move well and to be, be fit fit yeah. yeah it's so important and that's something they have really persisted on doing despite everything very it's consistent i think mm. that's the one thing mm. that i can always take away from ranjana rupa mm. they're so consistent so consistent and i love i love i have to mention this i love her sense of gratitude and appreciation mm. which is something so for me because i have probably not interacted with the earlier lot of parents and i interact with the parents that come in now i love i absolutely love how humble and how grateful they are mm. for the intervention yeah yeah and to everybody who's been a part of everyone so she mentioned everyone from um from the time of diagnosis from the, i think from right? the time of diagnosis i mean i can't recall the names now but she was mentioning various mm. classes mm. or various people that contributed mm. to mm. his life and mm. that was something mm. else mm. isn't that a great ability to also forgive some of the folks who looking back <laughs> she felt could have guided her better or differently but she holds no grudge she's just happy that they were there and that everybody contributed in some way oh yeah to to uh, you know the child's welfare and she's happy to celebrate what he is today and to acknowledge all the people that have played a part in her life and that i think is is a big heart <laughs> <laughs> yeah she has one yeah, for sure yeah so what's her advice to parents of you know young children with asd so like one is she talked about acceptance mm-hmm. and how acceptance begins with you as a mom or a dad accepting your child for who they are it's not so much the neighbors or the uncles or mm-hmm. aunties but it's you mm-hmm. can you accept this is what your child can and cannot do yeah, today yeah essentially accept him for who he is yeah. not grumble about who you know he should have been or should ideally be yeah like. absolutely <laughs> i mean children with autism they need so much support and a whole lot of unconditional acceptance mm. they may learn things at a slower pace and only when they're ready to learn this yeah. also resonates with me when we were speaking to hema yeah. and she spoke yeah. about uh, was it reading yeah um, reading, reading and stuff how we've tried she has tried so many times to do that for him but on looking back she realizes that maybe he was not ready for it and mm. when he really was ready he picked it up fast yeah so sometimes maybe we need to you know back off and reintroduce a skill after a break yeah and that may make a big difference and that's so important yeah she also talks about you know building up a support system uh, she recalls that she was not half as stressed as some of the young moms are today oh yeah simply because of the presence of various people in her life be friends maybe fellow therapists people who could laugh with her every day i do remember when, uh, when i knew you had lost dad here yeah so uh, ages back when we started we can we were all a team and practically every afternoon or once the kids had finished we would kind of go through the day and you know laugh hysterically about something or the other <laughs> maybe it was a way to debrief but we, we we went home laughing and not saying oh my god it was so bad or somebody had a meltdown or how sad is this what are we going to do about it we were always happy and i think that helped <laughs> love it and i think the support system helped us stay grounded 
and probably at peace. That's the one thing I see with Rupak now. He's yeah. so much at peace with himself. Yes. And that I think is a great outcome, right? And for her personally, educating herself was a huge step forward. That really, really helped her understand everything and sensitized her to really look at everything from the child's perspective. And I think that's what makes her a great therapist and a great mother, right? Lovely, yeah. So thank you, Ranjana. Um, and next time we'll have a live. We'll have a live. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with that, we um, we will see you again next time. Thank you for being a part of our journey. We've oh yeah our podcast yeah Swati <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many downloads has it been now? Woohoo! Ten thousand. <laughs> Amazing. So thank you for that. 10,000 downloads. That's huge. And we're not yet even at 100 episodes. So yeah, we we value your support. We love you all and see you around next time. Take care.